Pages of Pim Better Podcast. All right, what's up, people? Welcome back, or welcome for the first time, to the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. I almost said to the church of what's happening now. Look at this. My brain's all scrambled. Let me tell you a quick story, people. A few weeks ago, and this is true, I promise you, I would not lie to you. A few weeks ago, I'm walking down 4th Avenue. I had just gotten off of the subway right here in Brooklyn, and there's a woman rounding the corner. She's wearing a Wendy's uniform. In her left hand is a Popeye's bag. And what she's entering on that corner, what do you think it is? That's right. It's a Taco Bell. It's the trifecta, man. The trifecta. She's got three fast food things going on at once. And our eyes, they locked for a second. And what her eyes told me was, Tim, I've given up, man. It's too hard. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to be fit. I wanted to have good nutrition but I don't know what to do. What can I do? It's over for me. I gave it my best effort. Now I just want to waste my days away consuming as much fast food as possible. And you know what? I remained silent. But I could have saved her life if I told her, check out energy bits. What are energy bits? Well, energy bits are an algae-based food source. It's not really supplementation, it's food. It's 100% algae. And the algae is organic. It's no gluten or anything like that, so it's not an allergen. If you're vegan, it's plant-based, right? So it's algae. So it's vegan, it's paleo, it's keto. It grows in water. Don't, like, don't just go to the ocean and start like licking algae off of rocks and things like that because now algae sounds great. Check them out at energy bits. But it's, it's sustainable and eco-friendly. It's, there's no byproducts. There's no chemicals. There's no emissions in the production of this. There's no farmland used. And the algae itself has all your B vitamins, your omega-3s. It's chlorophyll. It's got high bioavailable iron, high-density protein, antioxidants. It could have saved this woman from the brutality of the trifecta. And I didn't say anything. But I'll never make that mistake again. So now I'm telling all of you, go to energybits.com and use the promotional code VETTER, V-E-T-T-E-R, and the beautiful people at Energy Bits will give you 20% off. And spread the word. If you see someone else participating in the trifecta, stop them in their tracks. Tell them to go to energybits.com and to use the promotional code VETTER. All right, folks. Look, listen to that like radio voice. All right, folks. So strange. But today is the one-year anniversary of this podcast, and that's really exciting. So thank you to everybody who's tuned in over the past year or sent me an email or requested stickers or participated in one of the contests. I appreciate you folks. But you know what? We are not looking backwards. We are looking Forwards. On today's episode, I am joined by Lee Syatt. You already know who he is. In fact, um, I'm sure most people listening to this are actually tuning in for the first time. So welcome to the members of the church who are checking out this podcast. I'm a fellow member, so welcome. We are from the same brotherhood and sisterhood. Lee is the producer slash engineer and the co-host of The Church of What's Happening Now. If you're somebody that hasn't listened to that podcast before, check it out. Listener discretion is definitely advised. So young people, maybe don't tune in for a couple of years. As Joey says, if you're under 18, hang up now. Because that podcast gets pretty wild. But Lee, Lee is a really sweet guy. He did my consultation on this podcast one year ago today. And he really, really helped me out. I was having all this trouble with the RSS feed and getting iTunes to actually be able to play the podcast. And it was something super simple that I was just overlooking and Lee fixed that for me. If you're somebody that's interested in starting a podcast, he still does these consultations. He's a lot cheaper than other people. And uh, he'll do a whole Skype video with you and everything. And then he'll send you the transcript and the video. He's just a really awesome guy. Uh, you know... 
he's he's on the, one of the top ten comedy podcasts in the world. Last week they cracked the top ten. So really, there's no there's no real reason for him to to come on today. And so I'm really grateful that he did. We get into his lead up to being someone involved in the podcast world, how he met Joey, um, some kind of behind the scenes stuff and some stuff about his life and what he might do in the future. So we get into all that stuff. And uh, again, super excited about this one and just really appreciative for uh, appreciative of him for coming on today. Okay, cool. As always, folks, if you like this one, let me know. If you have feedback, let me know. You can write to me at thevoyagesoftimvetter at gmail.com. Check out the social media, subscribe, leave star reviews. Any of that stuff that could help me out would be really, really cool. I'm hoping that the maybe the the church can can get me some some new listeners. So that would be really, really cool. Okay, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Check you out next time. Peace. I'm here today with the flying Jew himself, Lee Sayat, from the Church of What's Happening Now. What's going on, Lee? I'm doing good, Tim. I'm doing pretty good. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I really appreciate this, especially this this is the day to date of my one-year anniversary on the show, and you did my consultation in the beginning, so... You actually, you are responsible for this starting because I remember I couldn't get my RSS feed to work, and that was totally you who fixed it. So I appreciate that, man. Oh, I'm good. It's been a year. Wow. That's a, and and how, what number are we up to? This is going to be 36. Um, awesome. I had a goal of doing them every week, but then, you know, my thing that I can talk about that's interesting about me is travel, and it it was a little tough to get some of these done while traveling. So um, didn't quite get to oh, one. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't get. The fact that you're still there. I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be dips and, and there's gonna be times when you get busy. But now that you know that that's part of your life, maybe uh, maybe you'll pre-record some. The next time you're gonna be busy, you're traveling on the road. But oh, it's hard. It's hard to keep it going. So just the fact that it's still going is pretty awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, so I have to ask you. Right off the bat, like, what is going on in your apartment complex? Because, uh, oh my, I have no idea. It's getting weirder and weirder in LA. Like, I don't know. Like, they're knocking down all these homes and just building apartment complexes. So I think all these people that used to have homes are moving into apartments. And at twelve fifteen last night, I hear this noise. I at, at like an seventy year old. Russian shirtless man is hosing down the entire first floor of my apartment building. Like, I, he was hosing down chairs, hosing down, like, like the walls. It, it was the weirdest thing. And then, and then, and I, I couldn't get on my camera without him seeing me. He was, uh, you know how, like, at uh, car washes, they have squeegees for your windows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they have big ones. They have big ones of those for the floor. He was squeegeeing to the door. I just don't understand. Plus... And if anyone out there listening from California or LA, all you keep hearing about is the drought. So right. in the middle of the night, I'm not sure why he had it. It took like literally 30 minutes to hose down the floor. So I'm not sure what's happening. Have you ever talked to this guy before? No, no. I have some weird people in my building. I have uh, <laughs> I have someone on the floor above him who just doesn't seem to like his apartment. He's just always outside of his apartment. Not on a balcony, it's just in like a walkway that people have to get to their apartments and he just smokes cigarettes and watches his computer all day and then Oh, and then I had a cell phone <laughs> stolen from me uh, a month yes, or so ago. I saw that. And I put I put a note up in the building. I just thought I was like I thought the, the UPS guy didn't drop it off or something. Put a note up in the building because the UPS guy came back, told me he dropped the phone off. And later that night, my manager called and said, oh, yeah, one of your neighbors dropped it off. And her excuse was something like, oh, they put it in front of the wrong door. But 
it wasn't it wasn't her door and it had my apartment number on it. So I'm not sure how what her thinking was, but people are always trying to get one over on in here. What part of LA do you live in? I live in the valley. I live okay. uh, I live between Burbank and Sherman Oaks, so we're pretty much in the middle. So you've been like a really open book on the podcast, but I want to kind of talk about how how you got to where you are right now. So you, I mean, would you, uh, producer maybe is a weird word. Or would you call yourself a producer or like the engineer of the church of what's happening now? I don't even know. Yeah, right. Who knows, who knows what the word is? Um, I do the sound and I do all, I do all the technical things. Uh, I also co-host it to a, to a degree with Joey Diaz. Um, Joey and I met about six and a half years ago. Um, I, I I moved I moved from Boston to LA to be an editor, uh, maybe movies, but realistically probably just TV. And uh, in the middle of the country, there's not really much to listen to except for like Christian radio stations. So one of my friends on Facebook had posted about um, Doug Love Doug Love movies and uh, the Smodcast, and this was in a time where you still had to download the podcast and then transfer it to a iPod via USB. Yeah. Like there was no streaming or anything like that. And I remember I was in a hotel in Arizona and I downloaded a bunch of Douglas movies and a bunch of a small cast. That was the start. I was the start of podcast and I was working out here uh, as a PA and I found the Joe Rogan experience. And uh, I, one day I was, I was, not doing anything at work. I sent Joey an email or a Facebook message. I just said, I want to work with comedians, but I don't want to come off as creepy. And he asked me what my ideas were. And we, uh, we met at a, a local comedy club up in the Valley. And that was it. That was uh, six and a half years ago. We did um, a couple, we did some YouTube videos. We did a couple CDs. We made a documentary. And then about five years ago, he was, he was doing a podcast called Beauty and the Beast, and uh, we had this idea to do an early morning one, like a 6 a.m. A, partly because he, he always liked the idea of, of having, like, a, a positive start to your day. As like when he, he would watch the news and get depressed almost. Not, not depressed, but he, it, it was all, like, sad uh, news that no one really wanted to hear. And so we started at 6 a.m., but the real reason for that was probably because I had, I was working nights from television. So wow. I would work from about 6 or 7 until 5, and then I would run with Joey Show when we do the podcast. I'm so curiously about that initial pitch that you gave to him because, like, with all the, like, life experiences that Joey has – he, you know, he doesn't seem like someone who's going to let someone get one over on him. He seems like he'd be w- really wary of people reaching out to him saying, like, I'd like to work with you. What do you think it is about you that made him say, yes, sure, come on board, be a part of my podcast? Um, well, it was a lot. It was a process. We, we've spoken, and, like, even when we were getting ready to shoot the documentary, he would tell me stories about how other people would, would contact him and they'd do a couple things. But then either they would flake and they'd stop calling him back or they wouldn't be able to do it. Or a couple of times he would be with someone and they'd be like, oh, well, the tape ran out or the battery died. Or something like that. And he'd get frustrated and, and uh, it would it just run its course. When when I first contacted him, and this is, I mean, not that I would have, I mean, I guess if someone is thinking about contacting something that they're a fan of, I didn't. And I didn't ask to work for him. I just said I wanted to work for a comedian. Okay. And he uh, he was very nice answered and asked me what my ideas were. And looking at uh, looking at the message, it was uh, I spoke about pretty much a lot of the stuff that I mean that was uh, groundbreaking. It was I was just noticing the time that I spoke about uh, YouTube and shooting your own comedy specials. And, and at the time, we didn't even. He had a, he had that Beauty and the Beast podcast, so I, I had no plans of of uh, ending that. And I don't think he did either. We just we started another one about I guess a year and a half to two years into knowing each other, and it just took off. We just got uh, we got lucky. We, we 
we did it twice a week. And uh, until I think last year for Christmas, I don't think we took any time off. I don't, I don't think we missed a week. So uh, that's uh, unfortunately for all the people out there that's, who have their own podcast. That's really the biggest, the biggest secret is just don't stop doing it. Yeah. Was he the first comedian that you had reached out to or did you try to get on board with some other people before him? Um, I don't think I'd reached out to any other comedians. Oh God, I got very lucky. I, uh, I, I have, I've always loved stand up, but I never, I never imagined that I'd be one or that I'd be working with them. But I, I, I don't know. I can remember from a, from a, a young kid loving stand up and, and just thinking it's it's the greatest. But no, I I didn't hit any other comics up. And since then, I've worked with a few comics, and it's uh, it's an interesting industry. It's I, I like to joke that, and it's changed. It's it's gotten better recently, but for a while, Joey Diaz, the the ex felon, the the guy who who was in prison for a while, was my most uh, respectful and and. Uh, my best client, essentially, he was he was the best one to work with, and I mean, that that should tell you a lot about what the uh, what this industry is like. Yeah, you know what's funny? Like you you mentioned that you you are like the the co-host, and totally like I think. And you know, I'm not trying to just flatter you, Lee, but I think that like the church almost doesn't work without you because. You know, you seem like, and and I am I do want to I am curious about your upbringing, but like you seem like you come from like you know, a real humble background, um, pretty normal. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but like, but, no. jo- but Joey's stories are very abnormal. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's part of what makes him so great. But I think like that sort of odd couple type of a relationship is what makes the church so special, especially considering like, you know, most of the listeners are much more similar to you than they are to Joey. And so you kind of bring that oh. personal element to the show where it's like, hey, I'm a normal guy, and like I'm also interested in this craziness that this guy is talking about. Right. I mean, well, first of all, thank you. Uh, but I think, I think, and, and who knows if it's just Joey or if it's anyone. But I don't think. I think maybe now he might. But especially at the beginning, he's even spoken about that he didn't. I don't know if he realized how out of bounds his stories were. Like he just thought everyone was like that, and it's uh, he almost will skip over huge points that are just crazy. Like I, I'm trying to even think of one, just uh, the getting grabbing the wig off of that girl and and, and burning it. Just a, there's just so many stories that he thinks are uh, par for the course, and everyone, everyone listening is like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah, that was, that was hysterical. that's what I find amazing is that week after week, there's new stories. Like, I it, it almost seems like he's playing a character or a part, but he's not. And like, no, I don't know. I think it's so yeah, cool. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh no, no I, I um, it's and I think it's 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 especially for people who are a little bit younger than Joey, who grew up with more TV and and. I, I, I think I got the internet. Maybe I was a, like twelve or thirteen or something like that. Yeah. Um, but they had they had to do a lot more outside, <laughs> and they and they had to make more memories. So it's so like a lot of times I feel uh, not bad, but I, I hear I listen to Joey's stories, and I don't have a, a, a hundredth of the stories that he has. But that's just that's just the life he led. Are you, Lee, are you like, are you resigned to the fact that because of the content that's put out there, like everyone listens to the show knows what's (laughs) talked about. Are you, are you resigned to the fact, like seriously, that like you'll never have, you know, a quote unquote normal job after this? Oh, well, my, my political career is definitely over. (laughs) Uh, And I actually, I, I, I had Googled myself for a couple of years. Um, and I did the other night, and, and the videos and stuff that came up. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. Who knows? I mean, I don't think anyone would hire me. Not who knows if I'd even want to go back to a, a normal nine to five gig. But yeah, it's uh, 
it's gotten to the point now where my, my aunt and my mother have heard about the flying too. So that's, that's always a little, but that's, that's the most mild of the, the stuff that we do in the podcast. Uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's a little bit, you get nervous to hear, you're talking about it earlier. I grew up, I went to dare. They told me all these things and, and I, I, it's still in my head. And, uh, Sometimes they're like, what is it? Like, is this okay? Or, or what's going to happen? And as Joey says, nothing happens. I'm, I'm totally fine. And it's, uh, I think, I think they're the culture, especially in LA is, is, is warming up to it a little bit. I think maybe if I, if I went back home to Boston, it'd be a little bit of a shock for them to see what I've done. But it also, to be honest, it kind of, Please you up a little bit if if you know for mm. a fact like oh I can't go and and get a job at a I don't know Bank of America or something right. <laughs> because because it's too corporate and, and one Google and and they call the cops on me uh, it it just uh, it it lets you know what you can do and what you still can and what you're and kind of makes the path a little bit easier. Does, does like your family or your friends or Paula, <laughs> really, do they ever get concerned? Because honestly, sometimes like w- w- watching along, I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> is Lee going to be all right after this? Like, do they ever say to you like, hey, maybe we should like slow this down a bit? Um, Paula, okay, maybe at the beginning, ever, Paula stopped listening to the podcast a long time ago, <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah. Um, my dad, my dad loves stars probably as much as Joey. So my dad is, uh, he has a blast whenever he comes out. My mom, my mom hasn't liked any of that since as long as I can be alive. So I don't, and, and the funny part about that is she, and she's met Joey and she loves Joey, but she is a very, not, she's not conservative, but she's a very old school. So at the beginning of the podcast, Joey goes off and, get up cocksuckers and he says all this stuff and that that just that is too much for my mom so i'm pretty sure that's as far as she's made it into a podcast and, and your dad I'm, I'm, sorry about that what do you think well i was just gonna ask that like, your dad comes from radio right yeah that's that's one of the craziest things about it he uh he did 25 years as a talk show host and i when i first started with joey i wanted to do the sound for the podcast, mm. for the early morning podcast. I, I specifically told him that I did not want to be on mic. Um, and I've, I've learned into it. I still, I'm not, I'm not the most comfortable, I'm not a comedian, but I've gotten a lot more comfortable on it. But it, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing that my dad did it for 25 years and now I'm doing something very similar. Oh, there's so much I like want to expand upon from that. Um, I got to try to keep my thoughts organized here. Um, so yeah, like you, you've been very like honest and, you know, forthcoming about the fact that, you know, you, you come from a place where you were kind of shy, I guess, you know, growing up and maybe even now. Super shy. I was like, and I'm, I'm just getting over it now. I'm still not even fully over it, but it's, uh. I don't. I don't even. I, I wish I knew where it came from. I wish I knew. Like, there's a mixture of anxiety sometimes. There's a mixture of. And I, I, I just read an article that you're not supposed to. It's not antisocial. It's like asocial is the word. But I've just, I've just never been uh, comfortable being the center of attention. It's always kind of freaked me out. But that's what I find um, so incredibly because you go from you know from that type of a nature to then being on like the craziest, most vulgar, uh, uh, like the, with the uh, craziest stories, this comedian with it, with a really large reach too. And, and you're front and center and part of that. I mean, is it is it easier because when you're recording, like you don't see any people there? Is that like, why do you think you're able to do that's, this? That's, def- that's definitely part of it. Um, I don't know, but I've also done live podcasts, and those those we haven't done them for a while. But those were fun. Um, it's the difference. I think. I think what you said is a hundred percent right. Is that there aren't people there, and it's um, 
one of the weirdest things about this is that my life really hasn't changed. Like when I first, I think it's been about three years, maybe a little bit more than three years now, uh, that I've been doing this full time without uh, the TV editing. And I, I, I have the same apartment. I, I, I'm dating the same girl. I have the same car. Um, but the podcast has grown. We've just by, by doing it for so long, we've been able to grow an audience and Joey will come back from the road and he talks about this was sold out or they were asking for me. And it's, it's definitely, it's, it's extremely flattering. It's always very nice to hear, but it's not something that I'm around that often. So it's not, it's not like I have to be a, uh, like a social media influencer or one of those like that. One of the things that I always think about is something, and my mom, she said it offhand, but I'll, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. We were driving to school and my mom said something to the effect of that she would rather be rich than famous. And there's, I think there's a lot of people in, in the world, wherever they are, who really want to be famous right now, who enjoy being famous. And I, I enjoy meeting people who listen to the podcast and, and who like the podcast, but there's no part of me that wants a standing ovation or, or to tour on the road as a comic or, or to get 10 million Twitter followers. That's just not what I care about. So I think that saved me. I think, I think if I wanted to be famous, I don't, I don't know if it necessarily would have lasted this long. That's interesting, man. Because I and I wanted to to kind of expand upon that a little bit because for me, and this has been said before. I mean, I'm sure this is you know most of the big podcast folks have, have talked about this, but like, um, you know, it's 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 not necessarily the fame, but like the freedom that that type of a lifestyle offers. Because you know, doing something like a podcast, if you if you can make it lucrative and you can make it work for you it gets you out of the rat race and like the, you know, the typical nine to five, um, come home, turn on the TV, like repeat type of a lifestyle is, is that what you're interested, like interested in? And is it like a, a career in, in media or in sound and editing and producing that like affords you the type of life where you don't have to do the cubicle type of a lifestyle? Uh, I mean, there's definitely, there's, Pros and cons to both of it. I mean, when I was working, I never, I got lucky. I was, I always worked in the entertainment field. So it, it, it's a little bit more laid back than a lot of the other industries. It's a, uh, there's a lot of drinking and all, and all that. And then it's a, it, there's no dress code or anything like that. Um, but there's, I mean, anyone who has had a boss knows the feeling of, of you showing up early and staying late, but the boss rolls in an hour late and leaves an hour early and, there's a, it, it is nice being more in control of what you do. Um, on the other side of it, my schedule is, is different on a daily basis. So I'll work weekends, I'll work nights, it'll change. So that, that, that doesn't work for some people. Some people need a little bit more, uh, what's the word? Not rigidity or scheduling, but, uh, so that, that that could be a negative, but I, I, I like it. I like the freedom. I like, I really like just being a, a part of those conversations. Like one, my favorite part about a good podcast is learning or have, it's either learning or just enjoying spending time talking with somebody. So I've just, the best part for me has I've been able to meet people that I would have never, ever met, talk to them and, and joke around and, 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 and learn. like that's that the podcast I do with Joey is the most popular one. But like last year I did one with a real estate agent for about six months. And that one was great. I got to, uh, I learned a lot about the real estate industry and how it worked. And it's, uh, I just am a big fan of the medium. Did you stop doing your solo podcast? You know what? I did. I did. I've, uh, and that's why I said to you at the beginning how hard it is to keep it going. Yeah. I've had, I've had a couple 
podcasts myself. And the hardest part, especially if you're out there thinking about starting a podcast, I think one of the hardest parts is booking guests. Yeah, it's for sure. It's very hard. Yeah. And the, the part for me that I'm trying to figure, work, work on is I want to make, I, I don't want to have a podcast just because I feel like I need to have a podcast. Mm. I think it's a very saturated market out there these days. And if I'm going to have one, I want to make sure that it's something that I'm passionate about or could speak intelligently about on a weekly basis. So I was, I was doing, I had uh, two co-hosts at, at different points and they were great. They were funny. Um, the reason why the last one ended is that the co-host moved to New York. Uh, so that, that was a little hard to keep going, but um, I, I've, I basically just don't want to do one just to do one. So I'm, I'm always thinking about it, but it's, uh, I'd rather, I'd rather be on a couple amazing podcasts with people like Joey or Steve Simone and then, and work on other projects. It's funny because I think a little bit earlier, I think you do underestimate though your reach. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw some numbers at you here and, and some scenarios kind of, because it, it, YouTube alone, there are compilation videos of just you. So like, there's comp, there's a a, comp, a Lee Syatt laugh compilation, right? Fifty nine thousand. Oh, I can't views. even. I can't watch that. I I make it through about thirty <laughs> seconds. But it, and it, 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 it makes me feel weird. It's incredible though, man. Like so, um, I'll use Rogan again just because he's like what like top two podcasts in the country. Last week, yeah, probably top. Yeah, right, top two. So last week, back-to-back, he had Greg, Fit- Greg Fitzsimmons and then he had uh, Brian Redband. On both of those episodes, they talked about you. Um, oh, really? That's nice. Yeah, I mean, in like, and, and Rogan, episode 803, you came on that one with Joey. And again, YouTube alone. Yeah, so there's amazing. There's many formats to consume this. YouTube alone, a million views. That one that Joey kicked out on Twitter the other day, <laughs> which is amazing. Lisa Yat in outer space, eighty-five thousand views. And you know, if you look at if you look at comments on these types of things, or um, obviously I was totally being like a creepy weirdo preparing for this, but like the comments on your Twitter, on your Instagram, they're really positive. And like I think that you're underestimating like Lisa Yat as a character as well, like alongside Joey. That's not totally dependent on Joey. And I think that you can use that as a platform, not necessarily, like you said, maybe not a podcast, but for something else. And again, not to be popular, but to use that as a jumping point to do something greater or do something in the future. Like, do you ever think of a, do do you think of like a post church future Lee, like what you might be doing down the line? You know what? That's uh, I just got out. I literally I, we have to do this a little bit later because I just got out of therapy, and uh, that's kind. Of, I mean, there's no real timeline for it, um, but I said. I mean, that's to be honest. That's what I think about for my my entire life. You know, and I, I wish we could get my parents on the phone. <laughs> my entire life, I focus on the future. So, to be fair, part of Part of what I'm trying to work on is being a little bit more in the present. Okay. So um, I try not to, but yeah, there definitely it, it would be crazy to say that I never think about it. Um, there's a couple different ideas that I'm working on. One of the ideas that I, I, I'm working on right now is the idea of opening up a space in Los Angeles first uh, for other people to come in and record their podcast. Oh yeah, and cool. they, and then we could we could help them sort of like the same way with you. We could help them either with just the setup, or we could come in and have a space for them to fully record their own podcast. So that's that's definitely uh, an option. But I'm not. It's just when, when you're talking about my reach. That's uh, I appreciate, it and it, it's it's amazing, and and I it, I can't even, yeah, I can't describe to you what it's like for me to go on Twitter and see people respond or how many followers I have. I never thought my life would be anything like this. Um, 
But I definitely, if there's anyone out there who hasn't listened to Good Times with Steve Simone, that's one of the other podcasts that I worked on. And I really like the, uh, even though his audience may not be as big as Joey's right now, he has cultivated with himself just what he likes, what he's about. He does a lot of charity work. He's always with kids. He likes talking about being a kid and eating ice cream. And uh, I think, especially from being on a 500 episodes of a podcast, people know certain things that I'm about. So if I could, I could see myself trying to build something along that line. I'm not really sure what it would be, but I could see myself sort of almost like what the beginnings of the church were supposed to, were not supposed to be, but were based on is uh, just being a little bit more positive and happy news stories and, and all of that stuff. So there's, I have 10 million ideas. Trust me, Joey, Joey knows about 8,000 of them. So I okay. <laughs> talk you off all night, but there's, there's a bunch of different ways that I could go. But I'm I'm honestly enjoying the church right now. Do you, um, Joey had talked about like a like a morning service, and I I just want to know if this was real because like he'll do the the Sunday Spark or like his Monday motivations on Periscope and Twitter, and they're so outrageous and ridiculous. But I like a lot of people, man. I get up at five for work. I'm at work super early. And I'll like I'll I'll listen and watch that stuff on the way to work. And as crazy as it is, it actually is motivating, and it's a lot of fun. Like, is that really something that you guys are exploring? Like, using that as a service for people? Um. Well, Joey Joey had mentioned that on the podcast that he wants to to have essentially like he a service where he'd call you and motivate you for your day. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I who knows? I mean, that, that's always a possibility. I think. I think uh, I can't imagine getting a phone call. Well, actually, I can. I, I was, to be honest, the first guinea pig for this service. There was probably about a year to year and a half time period where I get a call every day from Joey at 6 a.m., 6.30. Wake up, get up. And, and now now that Paul is living with me, he kind of he tapers that back to like <laughs> 8.30, 9 o'clock sometimes. But I was getting 6 a.m., 5.30 a.m. phone calls for a while. So it's... Uh, he he has a way of uh, of saying the right stuff and that, that just get makes you want to go out there and punch somebody or, or do something positive. <laughs> I guess punching someone's not that positive with your life, but <laughs> he has a he has a way of, of of talking that just yeah gets you pumped up. And I think especially now where there's a lot of people who are doing that online, that it, my at least my first thought whenever someone tells me that they're a motivational speaker. I think it's baloney a yeah. lot of the time. I think, like, why, what, like, why am I listening to you? Motiv- like, what gives you the right to motivate me? Almost like, who, what if you were just sitting in a crappy little studio apartment five minutes before this and you were sitting in front of a camera, but Joey's lived a life and knows what he's talking about. And that's, he's almost like a, I don't know if you get this way, but sometimes when my parents are right, I'll get frustrated. Like that with Joey. He says some crazy stuff sometimes, some stuff that sounds weird. But the, the most upsetting part about that is he's usually right. Yeah, it's funny because, I mean, obviously he doesn't want you to be a felonly, but he gives you like this crazy like fatherly or uncle advice. Like, you you know, and you could tell it does in a weird way come from a place of love, but, like, he wants you to get out more and experience more and do things more. Like, how much, like, do you internalize that? Like, I almost think it would be cool, like, I don't know, like, this is maybe silly, but, like, for you to write something like Lessons from Joey or something like that, like, <laughs> if you put out, like, a book of, you know, what was it, like, Tuesdays with Maury, right? Like, yeah, well, right. like, Wednesdays with Maybe Joey. Maybe I, the the problem is he's writing books now, so I don't want to, I don't want to take his his racket. Uh, no, I definitely I definitely take it to heart. He uh, and it's, uh, I don't know if you listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, you hear like the term like busting balls and yeah, and and, and just teasing people. So it it can it it's like that a little bit, but being with Joey for almost seven years, 
I know that he that he loves me. I know that it comes from a place. Even even like I'm not going to try to say that we've never had an argument in the seven years or we've never yelled at each other. But for the most part, I know that he's if he if he's getting that frustrated with me, it's because he wants me to do something and not make a mistake that he made or some, or, or, or he, he sees me going down a path that he's seen other people in this town go down. So it's, uh, sometimes, sometimes you, you, you wish people would be like, would, uh, to say everything's great and, Oh, I love it. And you're going to be amazing. But it's nice to know that people are telling you the truth and have your back too. So, you almost, I kind of want, it's nice to have someone in your corner that you know will tell you you're being an idiot if you're being an idiot. Yeah, and you kind of set me up with a transition there for something that I wanted to talk about. And this is the last time I'll mention Rogan, but anything tied to no his problem. name in terms of media gets like a zillion views. Um, oh, I know. So, so there's a video, there's a, like a, again, like a clip video on YouTube, which is, again, like over 100,000 views from the last time he was on the church. And it's, it's titled Joe Rogan versus Lee Syatt. And like, it wasn't even a right. big deal or like a massive exchange, but you had talked about like audio being the future. And I just wanted to say like, I understood what you were trying to say. I don't know that you fully completed your thought in that. And he, I think he talked about that when I, when he was on, I heard, I heard a, a minute of him with Greg Fitzsimmons the other day. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think part of it is I was, I, I there was a lot of uh, stars involved. Yeah. Um, but I don't, and I, I haven't watched it in a while, so I don't remember exactly what was said. Uh, but yeah, I, honestly, I, I, and I, I didn't, I didn't at that moment, I didn't feel like we were fighting. I felt like, but it is, it's still something that I believe. I, I believe, and yeah. I think it, he's, he's the biggest, uh, He's the biggest uh, example of it is even though obviously people are always going to love TV and movies and all of that. But I think that with that television and movies is it, you're limited at the, at the amount of time people can consume it. You're not, you're not really supposed to be at work watching a movie or, or, or watching a TV show. And this pod, these podcasts have given people a way to stay entertained during the day and still get their work done. And, uh, and, and it's gone to the point that a lot of people are, even when they get home are either listening or, or watching a podcast. And it's the same material as the audio version. It just happens to be recorded. Um, so I, 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 I don't know, maybe the, the word, uh, take over from video was a little bit too much, but I, 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 I've also found to be honest that in podcasts to have a decent podcast, you don't want to lie, but you also, it's not super fun to listen to people saying, Oh, well, this could be good enough for two. It's, it's, it's nice to have an opinion. It's good to have like a, a, a an opinion on a topic. And I, I, uh, I really do believe that the the market for podcasting and audio entertainment is only going to keep growing. Yeah, and where I was going to go with that is honestly, I think that we're 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 living in a massive revolution right now in terms of technology and media and all of that stuff. And I think often when you're when you're in a revolution, you don't realize it's happening. But like, you know, it, I ride the subway in New York City to work every day and like I'm consuming uh, information and content and media through podcasts every single day. And like it Right. And, and that's the thing. It's I mean I I love doing the podcast and we and we did it before advertisements and we'll do it after advertisements. But at at the ground level of anything you're watching on TV listening to on radio or podcast, if it's done professionally, the only, the thing that they care about is getting listeners, viewers, impressions, whatever the word you want to use is, because that's how advertisers decide who they're going to advertise on. So it's, uh, it's given these people a whole new way 
to make money where they couldn't make money before. Yeah, and like it, it sounds like the answer is yes, but like you recognize that you're part of that, right? Like you guys, and, and congrats for last week. You you cracked the top ten in comedy. Like I, I always think about that. Like if I listen, you know, I listen to every. I'm kind of like you. Like I got exposed to a lot of this stuff through Rogan years ago. You know, you and I right. are just about the same age. I'm a tiny bit older than you, but like, do you realize? And this is what I always wonder for everyone. Like, do you realize you are you're part of this revolution. Like if there's ever a history book, you know, a hundred years from now talking about this technological changes that are going on right now, like you're a part of that. <laughs> Do you ever think about that? Um, well, thank you. It's, and I, I think, I think the same thing when you ask me what it's like being on the church and all that, it's, it's not, I think, I think maybe in like 10 or 15 years when the church is over and, we're on to virtual reality videos being streamed into our eyes or whatever is happening in 15 years. I think maybe it'll hit me. I, it's, um, I, I, I'm very appreciative and I, I definitely know that, uh, the church has grown and that, and that's always great, but it's, I think, I think what you just said about how you don't know that you're in a revolution. Mm. It's not that we, it's not that I don't know. It's, it's just, it's almost like you don't have time to think about it. And then if you like, if you spend too much time just congratulating yourself, that's when, uh, that's when you get left behind. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, you, you mentioned kind of, so when we were talking about the videos and like the compilation videos and the clip videos, one, one of the things that people for better, or for worse, you know, for your sake, uh, the p- things that people seem to enjoy are like when, you know, Joey, or one of the guests are giving you grief. And I, I was just curious if if there's ever been a guest that you felt like went too far or was like disrespectful, you were like, all right, like enough of this already. Um, not, it, I think a lot of people listening would think, um, I, would, I would say Barry Katz for that one. But I honestly, and if you haven't listened to that one, he was given, he was a, uh, saying that I, I probably should tone down the marijuana a little bit if I wanted to be a, a, a comedy manager. I, I, I think he was absolutely right to a degree. I think, uh, I think if I wanted to continue into media, it doesn't really, it wouldn't really affect me. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to, no, honestly, there, I mean, there have been some guests that I like more than others or, or things like that, but Joe, one thing about Joey that can be frustrating at some point is that he really only usually for the most part will have a guest on that he knows yeah. or knows of. So because of that, people come in and they're respectful and, and all of that. So I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think I've, I've had one that, that I've, I've, I've wanted to uh, quit or nothing has made me want to quit or anything yet. Do you think that like Joey bringing on mostly people he knows and like, Largely comedians, and obviously that's his world, but do you think that holds back the expansion of the podcast at all? Um, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Um, I mean, he, he, we do have a lot of comedians on, but that's, as we said at the beginning, the harder, that's the hardest part is yeah. finding guests. So at a certain point, you just have to have on who you know. But the, uh, I think, I think there's, there's two sides to it. I think one side is just, there's a there's a benefit to having interesting guests on from a variety of different industries and walks of life and and you can get to learn a lot. But um, and I, I don't I don't like calling podcast interviews because I, I don't I really don't think that they are. I think some of them are, but I the ones that that we you and I have grown up on with Rogan and all of, all of Ari and and Bert and together all of those people. It's it's more of a conversation. It's not really. There are points that it might be interviews if they're promoting something or something like that. But I think the fact that Joey has a relationship with ninety percent, ninety five percent of the guests that we've had on makes that part of the podcast better. So we might we we might on the on the uh, we might right now miss out on a guest or two that 
people would love to hear from, but I think that the content actually turns out to be better because they, they have a personal relationship. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, I mean, it's tough. I mean, especially we're in a, we've been doing it for more than five years. We've, uh, we've established ourselves. We have, we have an audience. I mean, audiences grow and, and, and decrease like anything people come and leave. But, um, at the beginning of a podcast or when you're growing your audience, there definitely is a benefit of bringing in a guest who has a, a large social media following or a large following of any kind. Right. Of course. So that, and, and there's only so many people like that who people can know. So you're, so some people, and, and we've had, like we had uh, Ashton Bronson on a few months ago who Joey didn't know. And that's, and uh, Joey's started, starting to be more open to guests like that. And that was incredible. Um, and it's, <laughs> oh yeah, that was, and that's, and that's the thing. It's, um, it's almost like how I don't want to do a podcast just, just to do a podcast. I think that if you're going to do one with someone that you don't know necessarily, yeah, I think it's a good idea to make it someone who has a lot in common with you or has something that you both love the same baseball, just something that will give you something to talk about and break the ice a little bit. There's a, one of the things that Joey's done that I'll, I'll do for as long as I'm doing podcasts is he will have the guests get there about 10 to 15 minutes before mm. we plan on starting. And that is, if anyone is listening who watches live, a lot of times we'll say eight o'clock and it'll be eight thirty, eight forty-five before we start. And that's just because Joey and the guests are talking and not, nothing, not about podcast stuff. He'll, he'll talk about family or where they were on the road or just, and even sometimes it, it, it would frustrate me just because, oh, that story would have been great on the podcast. I, I wish you had said it on the podcast, but it also helps, really helps to relax the guests and get them just to have a conversation. A lot of podcasts that you go to will just, you'll walk in, shake the guy's hand and sit behind the microphone. And it takes a few minutes to get comfortable. So yeah. uh, that's, that's one thing that, that he has really taught me. Yeah, that's really smart. And you know, obviously for me, like it's tough because a lot of these I have to do over the phone. You know, I'm not Joey. I have a, a really regular job, and um, but no, but we did that. We, you 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 talked to me for like five minutes. Yeah, and 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 that's exactly what I do. And most of the guests that I have are way longer. But obviously, you know, you and I had talked for an hour. Obviously, now a year ago, but. Um, and also, like, it's weird, but, like, I feel like I know who you are just through the church. But, yeah, that's brilliant. No, you it's, know. Not, it's not weird at all. It's, uh, I've, I've seen whenever I meet, first time I met Ari, the first time I met Steve Simone. Actually, the first time I met Steve Simone was at a, a comedy club Christmas party. And he came up to me and was, was kind of, I mean, he was probably just being nice. But he was excited to meet me because I had been on with Joey. But I had listened to him on... Ari's podcast and probably either the crab feast or maybe just a couple of Ari's podcasts. But it's, uh, you, you, when you listen to someone for hours and hours at a time, you get to hear very personal things about their life and you get to know them better than, you know, probably a lot of your friends. So yeah. it's, uh, it's completely normal. I, I want to get Ari on so bad just because like, again, like my thing that makes me interesting is the travel stuff. And he did this really cool trip. But again, like, like you said, like, it's really hard to get people on. I mean, if it's hard for you to get people on, it's super hard for me to get people on. But uh, like, Oh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. And especially with Ari, he has a, a flip phone. I don't, I don't even know if he gets <laughs> yeah. it. So you might have to, you might have to find him in person. Um, you know, what's funny, man. Like, obviously I live in the same city as him. So like, this is, this is crazy, but there's a couple people that I've wanted to get on who post things like there's, there's also this one author restaurateur guy who's like, he, he always posts where he is when he's in New York city, he always posts like where he goes every morning. There's one park and it's like 10 minutes for me. Okay. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to start, <laughs> like I'm going to start showing up at that park and like 
hoping I run into him. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, show up with, showing up with a Zoom and a <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, do you have a favorite guest? Would it be Steve Simone? Or like, is there someone that's been on the church where you, that you're just like super excited about? Um, well, I don't want to blame it from everyone else. Ralphie May was one of those guests. Ah, uh, yeah. He was always, he was always amazing to have on. He was, uh, and, and there, I, I haven't, you asked if there was someone who's crazy. I mean, there have been people who, I wouldn't say mean, but they're just, and, and I, in, in this industry, if you're, if you're not at their level or able to do something for them, they kind of get a little, they just don't really care that you're there. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, it's not, it's not, it's not mean. It's just, they don't really care that you're there. Um, so I've had some of that, but yes, Steve is great. Fido Vaughn is always amazing to have on. Kate Quigley is amazing to have on. Dean Del Rey. Dean Del Rey is fun because he, uh, him and Joey talk about music, which I have no knowledge of. Yeah. Uh, I like that he comes on. Um, trying to think there's anybody else who we have. George Perez is always a lot of fun. Felipe. That, that episode, I don't know if you, if you listen to that one, where Felipe in one of our first offices was going off and, and the neighbor next door came and knocked on the door and, and we, got, we ended up getting a picture of that episode. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was uh, one of the, I don't know, it was probably a year or two in, it was, I think, our first actual office. Because for a while we did it at his house, and then we did it at my house. And um, then we got an office, and it was it was a tiny office, no AC, no soundproofing at all. And there was this lady next door who said she was a, uh, what's that thing where you need something signed? Notary Republic. Okay, yeah. She was, a, a, she was a notary republic, but no one ever came to her office when we were there. I never saw anyone there. <laughs> and, and it was and a front Felipe for something. Was going rough about a teacher he got mad at, or someone got mad at in school, and he just he was getting Felipe. Felipe, he's loud and excited. He he got up and was saying like, "And fuck you!" <laughs> and immediately we had like two people knocking on our door at once. And, and that, and that's the other thing. It's uh, it's always been kind of interesting wherever we go, because we always get blamed for smoke, for marijuana smoke. And until this last office, we never once smoked in the office. So I don't know. People just look at us and they, I guess they think we're stoners, but until now we hadn't been smoking in the office at all. You know, what's really funny. You, you mentioned Theo Vaughn and, Again, like you and I are, are right around the same age, and I I remember seeing him on Road Rules, and then like I don't I consume all of my media through um, the computer. I don't have a TV, I don't have cable or any of that stuff, and it was actually the church where I discovered that he was a comedian, and his his appearances on the church are unbelievable. Like, if anybody has not listened, please go back. Like, him talking about selling hamsters, like, selling shaved hamsters. It's oh, hamsters, and he calls me a muscle hamster. <laughs> he, uh... It's incredible. his Instagram stories, he, he's one of the crazy... And, I, like, I say that in a very... I'm trying, I'm trying to respect well, a very loving way. Yeah. He's one of the, the kookiest guys. I, I, I love his style. And, uh... Especially his, I don't know if you've seen his special. It's one of the best Netflix specials. Yeah, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I was thinking too, like, um, so Joey's stories are so outrageous. And obviously, he's older now, post felony, has a daughter, like, he's a family guy now. But have you ever been wrapped up in any in any sort of a situation that's similar to his, the stories that he tells, like, have you ever been in a situation where you're like, Oh my God, what is going on? Or like, or are those days past? I don't think nothing compared to his. I'm trying to, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to even think, no, I don't think so. It's it, one of the things I love is how genuine your reactions are to his stories. Like <laughs> just like the, Oh my gods. And, it, it, it's funny, like he, hearing you hear them for the first time. And that's why I say like your presence on the show really does make the show like 
it's that odd couple type of a thing where you're hearing his stories and being as shocked as, as people listening to the church are, which like really makes it fun and interesting. Well, no, I think, I mean, it's, uh, I think, I think that's my role on the church. I mean, I, I, I tell stories occasionally. I talk when I have something to say, but I think, I think that's my main role on the church is just to, to keep him in check and to slow him down a little bit when he's saying something that, that he thinks is just normal. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm interested, Lee, in, you mentioned therapy, and that was really recently that you came out and were really honest about that on the church, about the fact that, you know, and it's quite normal. You know, when I was a young, when I was very young, I went to therapy and I felt like it was really helpful for me. But it seems as if that has had a, you know, uh, an impact on listeners. Like, what is that like? Again, like, what is that like coming from humble beginnings to like people now reaching out to you saying, like, thank you for, you know, shedding light on therapy as like a, as a way to find, you know, help and assistance with your life. It's crazy. It's, uh, I didn't expect to have that response to it. It's, uh, it's something that I've, I've, I've dealt with throughout my life. I, I mean, it's not, I don't know. I always try to, to, to clarify. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to, I, I didn't want anyone to think like I was suicidal or, right. or anything like that. But it, it was something that I, I've been struggling with my entire life. And I, I, I caught going to therapy and, and, uh, it's, I, it, it just, it happened to help people. And just through the podcast, you have so many people contacting you who are so nice and so, so wonderful about what you do that it, uh, it makes you want to keep doing stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I would never, I actually still haven't told my parents. So we'll see, uh, we'll see when I tell them what they say, but cause they, my mom was the one who was pushing me to do it, but it's, uh, it's nice. It's, it, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to see. Cause like you said, you joked around and we, we have fun on the, on the podcast and we have comedians and we smoke weed and all that stuff. But it, it's nice to also have, uh, like I said, not, not, not necessarily serious, but a, um, a, a real moment and, and talk about something that, that happened to help people it was great. Yeah, and Joey almost gave you like a, it was almost a whole, a whole episode, right? He gave you that platform to do that. Um, yeah, I'd, no, uh, he, it was his idea. It was his idea. We talked about it on, the, on just him and I. We spoke about it, and then it was, he he uh, he called Ari and had Ari call in the next episode, and we, him and I spoke about it. So he's been very supportive. That's cool, man. Um, so I wanted to ask, and and you know, getting a little lighter here. Uh, this, you know, again, I'll, I'll say this again. Like my thing is is travel. And so I'm going to use you as the LA guy, and I've done this with guests in other areas. Um, you, you've talked about food. Uh, quite extensively on the church, especially when, when Joey's laughing and talking about lizard meat and stuff like that. <laughs> but if any, right. if anybody listening is traveling through the Los Angeles area, what would be some of your recommendations for people to do in terms of, again, you're into movies, maybe uh, in terms of uh, restaurants they should go to or a place to see a cool movie or, or something that they should right. do in LA. I don't, yeah, I only have a couple. Okay, um, not really. I, I haven't done much touristy stuff here, but the New Beverly Cinema on Beverly Boulevard is one of my favorite places. In fact, maybe I'll go tonight. I'll have to see what they're showing. Um, the, it's when I when I first moved here, Quentin Tarantino owned a small part of it. Now he owns the whole thing. Mm. But the cool thing about it is, it's a, a, a classic movie theater, only one screen. They show double features. I think now the prices have been raised to eight dollars, so it's 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 very inexpensive. And they show old movies, new movies. They show for a while they were doing uh, Pulp Fiction at midnight on Saturdays, once a month, which was great. So that I would definitely go to the New Beverly Cinema. Um, I don't. I mean, I think a lot of podcast listeners would, would do this anyways, but. I'm a big fan of stand-up, so either the Ice House or the Comedy Store. Yeah. 
the improv, any of those. Uh, I'll give you one hummus recommendation just <laughs> to mess with Joey. <laughs> I, uh, I've been going there actually since I moved here. It was across the street from my first apartment in L.A. It's called Pita Kitchen on Van Nuys Boulevard and Ventura Boulevard. It's delicious. So if you find yourself in Sherman Oaks, I'll go for the former. Why does Joey hate hummus? <laughs> I don't know. Joey has a bunch of different rules. Now we found out a couple weeks ago he doesn't like jelly. <laughs> yeah. so. no, I'm kind of with that. I'm not Joey. a big jelly guy either. I don't know. I like, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not a huge jelly fan, but I don't, I don't hate people that use jelly packets. So <laughs> he has, he has his own rules and, and I, I'm never going to adhere to all of them, but I, I don't eat hummus around him. <laughs> well, listen, Lee, you are the man. I mean, you don't need, you know, my podcast to be a platform for anything, but is there anything that you want to plug or do you want to throw your social media, you know, out there? Is there anything that you yeah, want to... Follow me on social media, Lee Science, L-E-E-S-Y-A-T-T. Um, I do co- podcast consultations. If uh, My website for that is LeeSciatConsulting.com. But, uh, yeah, just follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Periscope. I'm not really on Facebook that much. And that, and listen to the church of what's happening now and good times with Steve Simone. That's, that's really it. Yeah, and I'll plug you too, man. Um it's funny, the other day I saw somebody make like a joke about, oh, everyone's got a podcast now and no one listens and they're lame. Listen, if you're interested in putting content out there, just do it. Like, who cares? Like, don't, if people are judging you for it, who cares? Like, uh, Lee's cheaper than a lot of other people. It's really personable. He'll do Skype. You can see him there. Um, again, like, I was really struggling with something so basic and I didn't even realize it was basic and you fixed it in like five seconds. Um, so if anybody is interested in a consultation, Lee is the man to do that. Um, so, so again, thank Lee, you very much, Tim. Lee, hang on with me here, but I do want to say thank you so much. You, you, again, maybe unknowingly were a part of all of this happening. So I really appreciate you. Well, thank you. I appreciate you, Tim. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. And everybody listening, thank you for a year. Oh man, it's been great. Um, all the give, uh, like the the contest giveaway types of things that I did. Thank you for everybody emailing me. Um, I've loved this. I really want to just keep putting out content. So thank you to everyone for listening. And as always, take care of each other out there. Thanks, folks. Love you. <laughs>